There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Atlanta's X. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's JR from JR Sport Brief. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain. Hey, what's up? I'm Stephanie Santiago. Bobby Hart, New York Giants. Hey, yo, with celebrity wardrobe stylist Shatanya of me, and you are listening to Scoop D Radio. I love it. I love it. Love it. Hey, yo, check this out, son. Yeah. Watch out. Watch out. This is Derek Anderson. Listen to Scoop D Radio. DK Manny. Manny. On his Instagram now. Follow him. At Scoop B. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoop B Radio at the laundromat at the dinner table on a family road trip. Scoop B Radio is for the family, for the guys working, for the ladies staying productive. It's for everybody. Family, kids, the whole gamut. I am Brandon Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Follow me on Instagram at Scoop underscore B. Follow me on Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. This episode features Willie Randolph. Baseball season, it started this week, and opening week means we got to have a baseball guy on, because I am a sports guy. So, with that being said, make sure you guys also subscribe to Scoopy Radio on iTunes, Google Play, the Stitcher app, the TuneIn app, everywhere in between. Or visit ScoopyRadio.com. But enough out of me, DJ Maniel, cue the tape for, D- excuse me, for Willie Randolph. And five, four, three, two, one. It's Willie, y'all. Lay some treats on us. This is going to be ready. About your book. Uh, when I got the job at the Mets, uh, obviously I waited a long time to get the opportunity to be um, the first African-American manager in New York history, baseball-wise. And, uh, uh, you know, even though I was on some great Yankee teams, uh you know, I still uh, went through some some tough times you know, going through the interview process. Mod, if it was minority hiring, you know, jumbo, <laughs> momo jumbo, and uh, and so I had to go through the process. But I learned a lot in the process. It made me stronger. You know, I learned how to uh, 
I'm going to continue to pre- prepare myself for the interview process, which is very important in baseball. So, um, so you know, when I finally got the opportunity, I wanted to be able to share my story uh, and how blessed and fortunate I've been really all my life. I grew up in Brownsville, Brooklyn, the mean streets of, of Brownsville, New York, a very, very tough area, and uh, came up through the Sandlots. Obviously, my story is obviously well chronicled in the book, but um, uh, I just wanted to be able to you know, really motivate and inspire, you know, young young people. I mean, especially in the African American community, because, you know, we are losing a generation of, of of kids to other sports, and for whatever reason, in baseball, the kids in in, in in a city. When I grew up, we were always playing some type of ball in the streets, ripping and running. You know, uh, softball, stickball, punch ball, stoop ball. We may we have any kind of ball, but we played the game. And now, when I go back to the old neighborhood, when I go back quite a bit, because I have a lot of aunts and uncles and family and friends still there. I don't see the kids playing baseball. You know, the the sand lots are vacant. You know, no one's really preparing the kids to play the great game of baseball. There's no one uh, maintaining the fields, which is very important, uh, and giving them a good surface to play on. So I just wanted to be able to motivate, inspire kids to kind of get back into playing the great game of baseball and and working hard to, uh, uh, to hopefully one day through education, which is the most important thing, maybe get a chance to get drafted one day if you're, if you're blessed and fortunate enough. So uh, so my, my the, the main cuss with the book is to share what a, what a great story uh, my life has been to this point. And I'm looking forward to bigger and better things, but uh, just to be able to, uh, to, to share that with people because the championships, you know, the World-Star Games, the World Series – it's been really an unbelievable life uh, in sports, and uh, and I don't think a lot of people realize how how um, how blessed and fortunate I know I am. But but you know to be able to see people look at me and and the kids see you know a reflection really of them through me is, is what I want to convey because a lot of kids don't really believe that they don't you know I go back to the old neighborhood and talk to the kids and we we chat and stuff. I don't get the sense that they really believe that it's a reality. It could be a reality. So I just want to make sure that you understand it can be a reality and, uh, you know, read my story or just, you know, you know, ask questions to me about what your aspirations are and, um, and, and I, and I can help to, to guide you in that direction. So really the, the book was just about really just, you know, sharing my story, uh, you know, through the Sandlots, to the big leagues, all the, I mean, all the Hall of Fame players, the players I played with, all the, you know, tremendous athletes, you know, that, that have done great things and, and have a, 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 a ringside seat to all this. I mean, as a player, it's one thing, but it, as a coach for all those years with, with the 1996 Yankees all the way through the 2000s, I mean, you know, I was there and had the best seat in the house uh, watching this great team uh, perform. We are going to take a short break. Scoop B Radio is sponsored by ScoopB.com. Internet. Don't forget you can listen to all of the podcast episodes on the homepage of ScoopBradio.com. We are also available in the podcast sections on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio and TuneIn. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe and tell a friend. We enjoy and appreciate the support. Have a slam dunking day. What's up, this is K-Fox and you're checking out Scoop B Radio. I wanted to touch back um, a little bit on... The, the baseball side are, are kids not playing anymore. I, I've spoken to uh, Sharon Robinson a little bit, uh, CC Sebastia, um, somewhat mm-hmm. last year, and Curtis Granderson um, this year, uh, particularly of African Americans uh, in, in the game of baseball. And and, 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 and that's going to be a big issue going moving forward for the commissioner. I mean, that you know, you got the new commissioner Rob, Rob Manfred, who just was ele- elected the other day to replace uh, Bud Selig. So that's going to be uh, something high on his agenda to uh, continue the fight to. Uh, 
to try and find ways to incorporate um, inner city kids and minority kids and into the, into the game moving forward. And let me let me ask this question: What two part question? What do you think needs to be done? And and you know, it's good that you wrote the book, but is there anything that you do personally um, to bring awareness and to help kids that you know that are in the inner city? Um, Play, be more aware of baseball and actually play. Well, it, we we need uh, hours and hours to sit down and talk about the reasons why or what the solutions are. It's, and everyone's, I guess, Major League Baseball. Hopefully, the state and the parks department are doing their parts. Parents, you know, coaches, mentors. But there, there's a lot of different things. Some of it's so called social economical. Some of it's just that you know, kids today just different than when we grew up. The kids that they're not patient. You know, the computer age is taking over, and everyone wants that quick fist instant gratification. Again, I. I, I wish I could really get into this, and, and and but I just don't know if we have enough time to really hit the real points. And there's so many different reasons, different areas of the country why that's a factor. I mean, single-family homes, I mean, there's no fathers around to teach and how to catch with their kids. Uh, you know, it, it's become very expensive nowadays. I think the, the advent, this new thing of the, of the travel teams, and, and, you know, when we were kids, we went out and played, and we didn't need a lot of money. You know, the fathers would, would, would you know, we gather our allowance, and we, you know, some of the fathers and mentors in the, in the, in the in, in the uh, towns would go out and um, and uh, you know try to raise money. Some of the local bodegos and some of the stores that we that we grew up um, uh, uh, frequenting, they would sponsor our uniforms to kind of take some of the financial burden away. So you know, there's a lot of different reasons why. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, Major League Baseball is trying to do what they can, but I think we all need to do a better job of just trying to target certain areas and what their needs are. You know, some of it could just be about, you know, you know, refurbishing fields. I mean, my uh, and to your part of the second question, uh, you know, for years I've had uh, Willie Randolph Foundation, which uh, basically kind of uh, raises money. We did raise quite a bit of money a few years back. The the, the foundation is going to get going again. Right now we just need to more sponsors and people to get more involved in it. I went away to Milwaukee for two years after I got fired by the Mets, and I went to Baltimore for a year. So, the, the you know, because I wasn't there to run the foundation the way I wanted to, uh, we kind of got away from it for a minute. But it's still functional. We are going to get it going again, and I want to be a part of the groups uh, that's trying to get players back to playing the game of baseball. And, and really, it boils down for me, uh, you know, if you – if if you show them a way, they will play. You know, I think they will come to the the ballparks if you maintain the facilities, if you refurbish them to where they can. It doesn't have to be a, a a totally you know beautiful ballpark, but just somewhere where kids can go out and just not be afraid to put their nose down on the ground ball for fear of the ball taking a bad hop and hitting them in the face or whatever. I mean, you, you know, just things that make them feel comfortable on the playing field. And, and I think that if if we you know all get involved in trying to have these facilities. Facilities uh, available where you know everyone can kind of share in that, and they can again maintain them and kind of keep them secure. Where kids feel safe about going there and playing, and I think that's a step in the right direction. But having said that, there's so many other things, Glenn, that 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 you know we could uh, do, and and we need to do it. So hopefully that this is where where the future is for the game because the, it, we are losing a generation of kids to other sports, and and the kids are just not playing. And, and and again, there's a multiple reasons multitude of reasons and I think we all need to kind of tackle each one of them. But on the flip side it is good to see you know uh, major or rather uh, little league teams like the, the team in Chicago excelling. Oh no doubt it warms your heart I mean you see that young that young lady Miss Davis I think last name is Davis really right? 
I believe so. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. I think she. Yeah. Well, she. She's the one that's dominating right now, and she. And she. She's a girl, you know, which makes it even better. You know, I mean, girls love to play sports, and 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 to see her, uh, see her, her, her athleticism and the way she plays the game. And and most people look at it and go, wow, is that, that, is that a girl? Yes, she's a girl, and she's excelling, and she's a great athlete. And, and so there, there, there's no barriers there, you know, when you think about it. All she needs, just like any other girl, any other kid, is a place to play. And it's great that, that she's in an organization or a team that allows them to get this exposure. So uh, that just shows you, Glenn, that, that the talent is there. See, that, that's the thing that it shows you that, you know, we're, we're, we're losing. Uh, you look at the, the big leagues, and the percentage is, what, 6 7%, you know, mm-hmm. African-Americans in the game. I mean, so the talent pool is there, but we can't lose sight of it. We have to tap into it and not lose sight of the fact that if we don't give them an opportunity to play the game, then you're going to lose these kids to to other sports, whether it's football, basketball, which are quicker fixes to get to the promised land, if you will, because a lot of these kids do want to become professionals, but the road to uh, to the professional level is, is a little quicker and, and, and hopefully uh, not as strenuous as, as some of the other sports. I mean, basketball, you know, you, you have a a slab of concrete and, and a hoop. You can play to your heart's content. Football, you find a patch of grass somewhere in, in the city and play football. That's what we did. But baseball, you need a field. You need some place where the lines are drawn, the, the grass is maintained, the, the dirt is, is clean to where it's, it's the surface is, 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 is safe. And so, um, you know, those are the things that, that we need to really, really concentrate on. And then that follows uh, to my next question. Two more questions. Um, managing. When we spoke on the phone, um, you, you had indicated that you know you, you you do have a desire to go back uh, uh in the clubhouse and, and manage um right. t- tell me more about that like i said to you earlier you know i waited a long time to get the opportunity uh you know i was honored and blessed to get the opportunity to manage the mets the team that i actually grew up rooting for and that's another thing i tried to convey to the kids i grew up a Mets fan and then you know what 20 20 years later i ended up being the manager of the team you know so so again dreams do come true and it can happen to you whatever you know so um so, you know, after I got fired from the Mets, uh, after doing a good job, you know, the throw up been well chronicled, uh, mm-hmm. almost one pitch, one pitch from going to the World Series, uh, turning the organization around from, from a, you know, second tier team to, uh, you know, winning the division in my second year, and then almost get to the World Series in my third year. So I was successful, and I feel like, you know, I'm proud of that because I feel like I'm part of a legacy. You know, Jackie Robinson was my hero. He's the one that, that, that inspired me to be a baseball player. So for me, um, you know, just uh, growing up and, and feeling, you know, that, 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 that bond, if you will. And then one day, you know, I remember Jackie's speech when he talked about, you know, he talked about one day having a, a black face in the third base coach's box, not, not thinking in his mind that, that really this is all about, you know, he knew that we wanted to go to the next level, which is uh, managing. But I think even then, when Jackie made that speech, he didn't really believe that that was a possibility. Now, here we are, forget about third base. I've done that. Now I've got the opportunity to manage, which I'm even more proud of. And, and, and I feel like I want to continue to, to do that, to be a part of the legacy, to inspire other African-American coaches and managers coming behind me, because we don't have many in that group either when you think about it. You know, there's only what, two of us, Ron Washington and, um, and Lloyd McClendon, mm-hmm. and all of baseball. Now, but 30 teams, only two African-American managers. So so I want to be a part of, of that legacy. I want to be a part of continue to strive to be a role model for young coaches who, who, who could look at me as maybe someone. Bo Porter. Bo Porter's coming into town uh, this week. He's a man of the, oh, of the Houston Astros. He's, he's the third one. Okay, so Bo Porter's the other one. Right. Three. And so, um, uh, 
you know, I've been a mentor to Bo for years, and, and I want to continue to help work work with him, and maybe get my opportunity to to to, to inspire other, other other people too. So that's really why I got fired in a tough spot. You know, we are hired to be fired. You know, I understand that, uh, but I was successful and I did a good job. So I want to continue. So even though I got knocked off that perch or got knocked down, I, I want to get back on that wheel and hopefully get another opportunity to show everyone what we're capable of doing. So um, uh, you know, it doesn't consume me. Uh, I would love to have the opportunity, God willing. I'm staying prepared and ready for it. But right now, it's been um, a little bit frustrating that I haven't had the opportunity yet. But I'm going to stay positive and stay strong. And, um, and like I said, stay prepared. So when the, if the phone does ring, I'll be ready to take on the next challenge. Talk about how you grew up um, liking or following the Mets um, mm-hmm. and managing the Mets. How was that going to the Yankees and you grew up watching the Mets? I was a Yankee fan. Well, I was a Yankee fan, too. The reason why I was a Mets fan is because I grew up uh, a National League fan. I okay. mean, the National League fans, uh, National League players were more like me. You know, they had Hispanics. They had, I grew up around Hispanics as a kid. Uh, but that's how I played baseball in a lot of the Spanish leagues. You know, we mm-hmm. had some organized youth leagues, but the majority of them were spearheaded by, by a lot of the, the Latin restaurants and, and the local grocery stores were owned by Latin uh, players, Latin right. men. So that's how I got to play game. You know, the game is being around a lot of Latin players. So, um, you know, I just... Um, grew up in that environment and uh so so you know I, I i just i wanted to be a part of that excitement in 1986 when the mets won the world championship i mean they were the underdog and also they beat the mighty orioles and so being a national league fan being able to relate to the, to the players that i was trying to emulate and imitate um you know i just naturally you know wow the, a team in new york won a world championship so we were dancing in the streets we were loving it as kids um and uh that was the team i rooted for i mean the yankees were there obviously i went to yankee stadium as a kid watched games and everything i used to root for roy white and and horace clark and all those great players that i used to mel stalamire guys that i loved so i i was a yankee fan too but but again talking about my story sharing my story glenn how cool is that again now okay you're just to manage the team you grew up rooting for and actually being the captain of the team you end up playing for and I played for the Mets, too. I played for the Mets full circle in 92, my last year. Yes, sir. And then I was able to get on that run as a coach, um, you know, with the Yankees in 96. But but, but think about that for a second. You know, it wasn't about, you know, it was really about the opportunity. Answer to your question, it was about the opportunity. The Yankees had an opportunity to sign me or to keep me along as a possible replacement for, for Joe Torre or someone. Right. But, uh, but the opportunity came from, ironically, someone across town. So I wasn't going to turn it down, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a beggar's can't be choosy if you will. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? You know? So it was, a, again, a blessing. It's like, you know, Yankees had an opportunity to keep me, but the Mets gave me an opportunity, and that was a greater blessing for me, and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I ran with it. So, um, think, again, that's why the book, because, it, you know, you, you talk about these stories and these situations and these experiences, you know, this, it's all happening to me, you know, and I don't take that for granted. I'm very humbled by it, but I just believe that, you know, wow, I just need to share these stories with people so hopefully I can maybe inspire them and motivate them to my story. I, I never was one that talked a lot when I played and I coached, so I kept all this stuff inside, all the stories, all the experiences, and, and again, there's, there's a hundred more that I could have told in the book, but, you know, I wanted to um, be as well-rounded as I could and talk to the fans that, that are up to date in some way, so... Um, so that's really um, uh, why I, I, you know, why I thought about, you know, the, the, you know my, the book in itself. Because, again, there's so many great parts about my life that I wanted to share. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thanks for listening to Scoop B Radio. And a programming note, make sure you guys check out Scoop's top plays. 
Follow my Instagram at scoop underscore B. Also, check out my Facebook like page. Search facebook.com slash scoop B. Scoop's Top Plays comes on every Saturday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check it out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.